Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to podcast by Stellas. I hope you guys are able to pick one or two things from yesterday's program and I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts it as an act of ibadah. Before we start anything today, Ramadan Kareem, Ramadan Kareem, may Allah accept all our form of worship as ibadah, our prayer, our zakat, our sadaqah, our supplications, every single act of worship. May Allah accept it as ibadah for us during this period and may Allah enable us to be able to worship him more in this period. Amen. So, I'm going to start from the question from the question I got from yesterday's um lecture. Yes, yesterday's episode. Now, so someone asked um for the reference, the reference for the story of Labib and um actually got that story from Tafim al Quran. Tafim al Quran just means towards the understanding of the Quran and um it is a six volume book. The book comes in six volumes with the translation of the Quran and commentary, everything you need to know about the Quran generally. And it was written by a scholar, a philosopher, and he's an activist, sure. He's an activist, yes. His name is Abul A'la Maududi. So you can always um, download the book online or you can order for it. It is not free though. I've not seen the free um, version of it. So because of your recommendation, um today's episode will just be the Adkar segment and the Quran segment. So for every other episode, it's just going to be the Adkar segment and one of the other three segments. So the Adkar segment is going to be the only segment that will be constant. It has to be there because it is too important. It's something we can't do without. So the Adkar segment and the Quran segment is what I have for you. On today's episode. So, what Adkar do I have for you guys? Uh, since we've started Ramadan and everything is still bubbling, today is the one. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> The first Adkar I have for you guys is um, the Adkar you see when you've broken your fast. When you've broken your fast. This Adkar is not something you say before you break your fast. It's not something you say. It is said after breaking your fast. And what is this akkar? It goes thus. ذَهَبَ الزَّمَاهُ وَابْتَلَتِ الْأُرُوكِ وَثَبَتَ الْعَجْرُ It simply means that the thirst is gone, the veins are moist, and the reward is confirmed. If Allah wills, yes, because I know a lot of you just <laughs> once it's time for iftar like this, you could just drink water, you don't even know what you're supposed to say or how you're supposed to say it. So, after you take the water for breaking your fast, or after you take the dates, or after you take any fruits, you feel, Yes, I want you to break my fast. That's when you say this at car. And um, the reference for this at car, you find it in um, Abu Dawood. Yes, had it 2357. Then the second I for you guys today is um, the Akkar you see when someone insults you while you are fasting. As they are fasting like this now, you know this is the time of patience. Anybody that insults you, don't don't even look at the person. 
Mm-hmm. So the Akari you see when someone insults you while you are fasting is Inni saw him. Inni saw him. It means I am fasting and you say it twice. If you cannot say the Arabic, just tell the person, I am fasting. I am fasting, please. Don't reduce my reward. I don't have your time. I am fasting. This particular attack, you will find it in Sahih Buhari Hadith 1894. You find it in Sahih Muslim Hadith 1151. You find it in Ibn Majah Hadith 1691. It's also in Abu Dawood 2363 and so many other books of Hadith now. So that is that on the Askar section. I hope you'll be able to memorize it because uh, it is very, very important. It is recommended by the Professor Salam. So it is something you should know. It is something you should do. It is something you should... It is something that should be part of you. Yes, it should be part of you. So on the Quran segment today, uh, before I start the Quran segment, I want you guys to know that every story I'm going to be... Um, talking about relating to the Quran, regarding the Quran rather, I'm going to be referencing them from the Tafimul Quran that I mentioned earlier. Tafimul Quran, yes. So that is like the general reference, but I'm, I'm still going to be putting references for some things that I didn't take from the Tafimul Quran, inshallah. So today's surah is... Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah Al-Ikhlas, very, very wonderful surah, very, very wonderful surah. It has four wonderful verses, four wonderful verses. It is a Makan surah. And I want you guys to note, if I say something is a Makan surah, it means it was revealed before Hijra. If I say it is a Madani surah, that is Medina, that means it was revealed after Hijra. So this Surah Al-Ikhlas is a Makan Surah and it's just, Ikhlas itself means purification. And in this context, purification of faith. Purification of faith. Yes, so um, how did this Surah come about? What were the circumstances surrounding its revelation? There are so many narrations as to how this Surah came about, but I'm just going to be giving us four. Yes, I'm going to be giving us four then. We're going to just summarize everything and move on. <laughs> so um there was a narration from Hadrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud. He said, um, the Quraysh, the Quraysh said to the Prophet, وسلم, tell us of the ancestry of our Lord. Tell us of the ancestry of the Lord that we are worshipping. This was during the time when the prophet then when the prophet just started propagation of islam when he just started preaching yes so the Quraysh went to meet him and said oh muhammad tell us the ancestry of our lord and then that was when jubil came to um review the surah and from hadrat ubay ibn kab he said that it was actually politeis that said to the prophet sallallahu that tell us about your lord's ancestry they wanted to know about the the lord of muhammad so they asked him tell us about your lord's ancestry that's from hadrat ubay ibn kab from hadrat jabir ibn abdullah his own narration was that it was a bedouin that actually told the prophet tell us about your lord's ancestry tell us of your lord's ancestry as for hadrat anas may allah have mercy on all of them all the four of them from hadrat anas his own narration was that 
um, some Jews of Kyber. Kyber is just um, a place, a place like a town. So they went to the Prophet Sallallahu and they said, Oh, Abul Qasim, that's father of Qasim, Allah created the angels from light. Yes, he created Adam from rotten clay. He created Iblis from the flame of fire. And he created the sky from smoke and the earth from foam and water. Now, tell us about your Lord. What was he created from? Like, what was he made of? What was he made from? That's the way asking the prophet. So to this question, according to Anas, he said the prophet did not reply. He did not say anything. And that was when Jubil came and um, commanded the prophet, Cool, say, who Allah had, your Lord is one. So these are the four narrations I have for you. One thing is common to these four narrations. That's um, what we are going to summarize everything into. And the thing that is common is that someone actually asked the prophet. Someone was curious. Ah, what is God made of? Ah, what is his, What is your Lord's origin? Someone asked the prophet. Is it that asking the prophet that what is your Lord's origin or what is our Lord's origin? So that's the common thing about all the four translations. Someone asked and that was when Jubil came to let us know that, okay, oh, this is what you guys are asking. This is the answer to it. Because the prophet will not say, the prophet will not reply to a question he does not know. He will just keep quiet. He would rather not say anything than say the wrong thing. So I'm going to be reading Surah Al-Ikhlas now with the translation. And we're going to be picking out the lessons we've learned from this surah. Yeah. So, Surah Al-Ikhlas, um, purification of faith, like I said in this context. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Say, O Muhammad. Kul. That kul means, say, O Muhammad. Who Allah ahad. Your Lord is one. Your Lord is one. Allah Samad. Allah, the eternal refuge. Allah, the eternal refuge. Lam yalid, he begets not. He begets not. Walam yulad, and neither was he begotten. He was not begotten. No. Walam yakun lahu kufuwan ahad. Nor is there to him any equivalent. That means your Lord has no partner. He has no one like him. He is one. He is unique. Now, so what are the lessons we picked from this surah? The very first thing is that your Lord is one. It's not two in one, no. It's not three in one. It's not five in one. When it's not give away. When it's not clicker. Your Lord is one. One. Deya Eokon. He's one. The second lesson is that he wasn't created. That's contrary to some people's belief that ah, God must have a beginning or something. Your Lord has no beginning and he has no end. Unlike every other God, every God was probably created from something every god has history every god has a beginning your lord does not have a beginning and he does not have an end he is one he is unique he was not created he was not created the, the third lesson is that he does not have a son your lord does not have a son he did not send his son to die for your sins are you are you hearing me your lord did not send any son to die for anybody's sin if you have a sin that you've committed, if you have sins that you've committed, it's better you just go and ask Allah for forgiveness 
ask him for forgiveness with sincerity. Don't be expecting that somebody is dying for your sin. Somebody, nobody is dying for your sin. No. Every man is going to account for his sin individually. You are not even going to account for the sin of your father. That's how critical this case is. And you know account for the sin of your son. Your son will account for his own sin on his own. So every single person is going to account for his or her sin. Your Lord does not have a son and he did not send any son to die for your sins. The first lesson is that no one is like him. If you check other gods, other gods, you are going to find that they have a similarity to, to some things around us. So it means they are not unique. None is like your Lord and your Lord is unique. The last lesson from this surah is that the surah states the fundamental doctrine of Islam. And the fundamental doctrine of Islam is Tawhid. That is um, like the foundation upon which Islam is based on Tawhid. So this surah is like the foundation, the foundation of Islam, is the fundamental doctrine of Islam, Tawhid. That is what I have for you guys today. I hope you guys learned something from it and I pray that Allah accepts this from me and from you as an act of ibadah. I mean, if you have any question, any question at all, if you have any question, you can always um, drop me a message. I'm going to be responding to the message in the beginning of my next episode, inshallah. So, till next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.